Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Standing Room Only podcast. I'm Goose, as always. We have Healy here with us. On this week's episode, we will be talking about some NFL news around Bobby Wagner finally choosing his destination. Big trade between the Eagles and the Saints leading up to draft day. And then we will transition over to the NBA, which we have neglected over the last couple of weeks. Playoffs are around the corner. We got some injuries. Lakers probably aren't making the playoffs. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, As always, make sure if you guys are listening to us, you guys hit that follow button, download button. We're on Spotify. We do have video feedback on Spotify now. So if you do actually open up the app and tune into the episode, you can see our beautiful faces. Of course, we are on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch. Instagram, SR Only Pod is our tag. Uh, we have personal accounts as well. I'm iGoose with four O's. I am on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Healy as well. You can follow me at the Healy Six. Baseball. We are less than 48 hours away from opening day. Kind of crazy with the lockout ending a, a few weeks ago. Full 162 game season happening. And. Yeah, I'm going to opening day, seeing the Cubs play at 120. It's supposed to rain that day a little bit, possibly snow, high of 43. It's going to be a uh, nice opening day weather. <laughs> That's how it's always been. I went to a couple of Sox games back-to-back years, and I remember it was like opening weekend, and it was snow. The seasons in the Midwest have moved forward. We don't really get winter until January. Wake up on Christmas, it's warm, it's hot, whatever you want to call it. It'll be fun, though. We will have predictions next week. We normally do predictions right before the season. We're going to give it about a week, get a feel for the season, and give our predictions for um, standings, uh, divisional uh, picks. Not playoffs, but divisional. And then uh, we'll give our thoughts on the first, first week of baseball. We are happy that we're actually getting baseball this early, considering everything that happened. But we don't have news for you guys. Um, it's just get your popcorn ready. We are ready. We do have news. We do have MLB news. We do. Oh, we do. Well, yeah, the Sox news. Oh, I didn't realize we were talking about any news with baseball today. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, we just okay. doing the predictions. We are not doing the predictions. We go, uh, let's just say I am not... I was not prepared to talk about baseball. I was prepared to talk about baseball, but I know we were talking about baseball. But yes, there are yeah. big news. The well, Sox did day trade. snuck up on us, and even I am not like prepared. I would have to. I would be able to give you predictions on divisions and whatnot, but let's just save it until next week until we have our for sure answers with that. Yes, but, yes, but there are news. There are news. Uh, yeah, one of the ones involving the Southsiders traded. We will uh, start off, though, before we get to the south side, because they have oh, a lot okay. of info. Justin Upton got DFA'd from the Los Angeles Angels. $28 million going to, towards him this season. And the Angels said, you know, it's your last season. You aren't worth it making the team. We'd rather have a younger guy up and eat that $28 million, So you are gone. I don't know of any news of who is going to pick up Justin Upton at this point. I was a little surprised, though. I think the Angels want to make the playoffs, though, and he is not a part of their team, their vision for a playoff team this season. Wow. I mean, he's been, he's been around the block for a little bit. Justin Upton's been in the league. Is, is, is 
BJ Upton's still in the league. I don't even know if his brother's no, still in the no, league. He hasn't he been is, in the league in a while. He hasn't been in the league for a few years. Justin Upton is 34. Okay. A little fun fact about him. He is currently on pace to break the strikeout record in MLB history. Wow. You might you might think that's surprising, but there's many other guys behind him. It's just he's going to be the first one to hit it if he continues to play. Uh, he's a, a little bit of an injury history. He only played 63 games in 2019, only 89 last year. He played 42 in 2020. He's been injured a lot lately, and he's been a below-average hitter the past three seasons. It was just time time to let him go. And he's only projected a 694 OPS for the season, which is very bad. Wow. So they Angels are eating the money there. He's due he's owed 28 million. And wanted to talk about that as well because wanted to talk about the Cubs a little bit. There there's 28 position spots or position. So there's 28 spots in an MLB roster at the moment, but due to the lockout and everything, teams are having an expanded roster until a certain point. I think it's in May at some point. And the Cubs, they have a crowded outfield. They have Ortega, Rafael Ortega, Michael Hermosillo, Clint Frazier, Jason Hayward, Seiya Suzuki, Ian Happ, Possibly Brennan Davis down the line. That's too many outfielders on a team. They're all fighting for spots. There's only like one left between Ortega, Clint Frazier, and Michael Hermosillo. Personally, though, it's got to be done. You got to take the better players, which are those three I listed, and you got to get rid of Jason Hayward. He's owed $22 million this year, $22 million next year. He is not a good player anymore, not worth that money at all. And you can get guys who play just as well as him or better. They have the potential there. And due to the Cubs being 15th in payroll, I think they can afford eating $22 million. They aren't, they aren't struggling for money next season. They're going to have $22 million still on the books. They still have a lot to spend. It's just he's not worth it. He's the only above average season he's had recently. It was 2020 with a 129 OPS plus 2019. He was an average player at best with a 100, but since 2016, he's been a below average hitter. His defense wasn't there. He's older now. He's in his thirties. So his defense just isn't there and he's not worth it. Which at that point. Games, He's produ- he produced a .4 war, which is only worth a couple million dollars, too. Yeah, and that, I think uh, everybody is aware at this point it, with Hayward, the reason why they brought him in, obviously, besides having some success, a little bit of success over in St. Louis, was his arm. I mean, his arm was like, I, I mean, his thing. Or I should say Atlanta and then St. Louis. But he was always known for having a, a gun for in the outfield. And some but- pop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a, he did well in the playoffs for them. He had some key hits, but obviously as you get older and you never really were a, I mean, anything could happen with baseball. I can't really say as you get older because we see guys doing it yeah. in their, you know, mid thirties. He he's what? 35. 32. He, yeah. He was 25 when he signed with the Cubs. 
And he signed a huge deal. He ended up signing a huge deal, which, as you mentioned, it's, you know, we see other guys. We just saw a video of Michael, Michael Hermosillo going yard, who is part of the outfield that may potentially be in the mix. We don't know with the Cubs. But, yeah, they should just pay him and just do the same thing that just, uh, Upton just got and call it a day. You want to you still want to compete. Yeah, and the Cubs they aren't a very they aren't like a 60 win team either. Like they're going to finish with 70 to 80 wins. I don't see them finishing 500. And it's just it's just not worth it. <laughs> Especially when guys have no options. It's it's come to that point where you just can't keep them around cuz you're paying them a lot of money. Eat that contract and let's move on. At that point, yeah. It's not even worth trying to trade him. I mean, a couple of years ago, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, now it's like, not even worth it. There's no team that's going to pick him up at all. Not even worth it. Yep. So, moving on to the south side. Big trade. Greg Kimbrell gets swapped for A.J. Pollock. Andrew Vaughn went down, right? That was like the big, big news recently for the Sox. Yeah, beside well, and Lance Lynn too, but yeah. Yeah, Andrew Vaughn goes down. He's hurt. Uh, he's going to return sooner than expected, I guess. Let's see this. Anyways, they've needed an outfielder, and they have had bullpen depth. Every time I've talked about Craig Kimbrell, it's been he is not a good relief pitcher. He's a great closer, not a good relief pitcher. Unfortunately, with the White Sox, that's Liam Hendricks' role. He's not booting him out there. So what they decided to do, also they have Kendall Graveman, who's also a great reliever setup guy. He could be a closer if you want. They didn't need Kimbrell, so they swap him for A.J. Pollock, a team that is loaded with outfielders with Cody Bellinger, Pollock, Chris Taylor, Zach McKinstry. They have a few other. Gavin Lux can play outfield if needed. Many guys can play outfield in that Dodgers organization. They've needed a relief pitcher or a closer since Kenley Jansen's now with the Braves this season. They went out and got Kimbrell, who will go into that closer spot. They did have Blake Trinan. I feel like Blake Trinan's more of a reliever setup guy, seventh or eighth inning type of guy. Anyways, so I think it's an even trade, no doubt. They're both due money only this year. And the the money is almost even as well. It might be like a two million dollar difference. Yeah, it was definitely a good pickup. Obviously, I don't want to say that Kimbrell's a bad I mean, I, I, we know he's not a bad closer. We saw what he did even with, with the Cubs last season. Before he got traded, he was lights out. He gets traded, comes in as the reliever, and it just doesn't work on the south side. He had some good games, but he had more bad games than good games, it seemed. And with the injury history of the Sox, I know there's, it just it's like a plague. When one gets hurt, it ends up being a way. We saw it last year. Um 
with the, with Magical, who obviously they ended up trading. We saw Robert down, uh, Eloy Jimenez. I know Tim Anderson. Um, Tim Anderson, I think, is suspended, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, first two games of the season. Yeah, I saw that. He's suspended. Um, Due to an altercation that happened in, like, the last game of the season. With it, with one of the umpires? Yeah. Sometimes you got to keep your cool in the situations. But I think he made contact with the mm-hmm. umpire, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that is why. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. It's like one of those things where it's like, we need to catch a break. The team needs to catch a break. But I think, I think it's a good trade overall. Pollock comes in. He has some good pop in his bat. He's been around the block. He's, he, I mean, he's, what, 34 years old, batted at 297 yesterday. I mean, just, just looking at his basic stats, the fact that he hit 21 home runs on a team with star stud. I mean, you're talking about the best hitters in the game on one team right there, and he was a part of that. So I think coming into the south side, he's gonna, it's going to help. It's going to help a lot. We got rid of Craig Kimbrell, which I know they kind of were shopping him this whole offseason before the um the lockout happened and they finally ended up getting a very very good asset for him i'm i'm actually happy as a Sox fan that they were able to grab uh, aj pollock there and then obviously with their uh with their outfield right now with their death chart they're they're pretty loaded once andrew vaughn comes back andrew vaughn to me is going to be have an awesome career i mean the kid's showing so much just last year alone um, and then Eloy, Luis Robert, um, they still have Gavin Sheets, who I thought had some nice pop in his, uh, in his bat. Adam Engel, Adam Engel is actually okay. I like him, I like him for his defense. He, he has some, uh, some nice flash out there. I got to give him some credit out there. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the team, we'll see what ends up happening. I know they throw Josh Harrison as the starting second baseman, but Larry Garcia could very, very well work his way up like he normally does, like he has been for I don't know how many years now. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Kendall Graveman, um, you know, Joe Kelly, some of the other key pickups, and, of course, can't forget about Liam Hendricks, one of the top closers in the league the last couple of seasons. So, I don't know. I get nervous as a Sox fan because I know the window is only realistically like two to three years, but we'll see. White Sox made another trade as well. They traded Zach Collins to the Blue Jays yep. for Reese McGuire. I guess their their hope of Zach Collins just wasn't there, their vision for him. They don't think as highly of him because they just swapped him for another catcher who's kind of like a backup. He's a depth spot. Maybe Zach Collins does play well with the Blue Jays moving forward. The main reason, though, that the White Sox did this deal or the Blue Jays wanted this deal done, like two, Zach Collins has an option. Reese McGuire does not. I guess the Blue Jays have three catchers. Now they could option Zach Collins down to AAA. They'd have two catchers on the roster, and the White Sox are still just going to have their same amount of catchers on the team. Yeah, I don't know much about Reese McGuire, but welcome aboard. <laughs> I just know he he likes his alone time in parking lots. Okay, that definitely just creeped me out a little bit. Now I have to do some Google, some Googling <laughs> later, some Twitter searching. Yeah, he he got caught enjoying himself in his car in a parking lot. That is creepy. That is definitely Pee Wee Herman esque, and I am definitely creeped out. It can I? It, would it be wrong to wear a shirt? I mean, if he's gonna be on the major league roster, do you think anybody else would get the joke if I just wear a shirt that kind of like 
pokes fun at that. We'll see what I get away with. See what I get away <laughs> with. The last bit of White Sox news, they signed Johnny Cueto to a minor league deal. A little yes. bit of a depth signing. Is he going to be on the major league team to start out, or are they having him in the minors to start out and then just pulling him up? Because if, if they sign him to a minor league deal and then they bring him up, they'd have to DFA him if someone comes back. Yeah, well, I believe the plan for that is with the Lance Lynn injury, who's going to be out... I don't know how long, a couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks, maybe up to eight weeks, I believe, is the actual uh, time frame. So as of right now, all I know is that he did sign to a minor league contract, which means they will probably bring him up. And then once Lance Lynn comes back, unless there's another injury out there, I don't see Cueto really. I mean, Cueto actually puts in the innings for his age. I know he's been around with Cincinnati and San Francisco just as recently pitched in how many games was it? 22, 21 games last year. So he put in about 115 innings, not bad. So for, I guess, I wouldn't even consider him a number five. He's just kind of a filler. That's okay. But yeah, as of right now, I don't know the deal uh, besides that he signed a minor league contract. So we'll see what ends up happening in the next week or so. That's about it for all the baseball news. In a week, we might have Jose Ramirez trade, uh, trade happening with the Padres. It seems to be Oof. heating up. Padres are trying to make some moves. There was one where they tried trading Chris Paddock and Eric Cosmer to the Mets for Dominic Smith. That fell Ooh. through. Mets fans are happy about that. Uh, they're trying to change up their team a little bit, especially with Tatis being out to start the year. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. I, I, I think the Padres got to do what they can right now. Obviously, you're going to get Tatis for a while. He's only 23 years old. He's a baby in the league. But with some of those other guys, you just got to make those moves. Ramirez, I that would be nuts. I wonder what they would have to give up for him. Yeah, they'd probably... I wonder if that would be the way where they kind of get rid of Eric Hosmer. Because the, the Guardians could eat his money. But they would have to include some other players in that. Speaking of the Padres, I f- almost forgot this news. Sean Manaya got moved to them, so they have another depth pitcher. Means Ryan Weathers gets pushed down to AAA. And the A's, I can only name Sean Murphy on the A's. Padres always seem to make these moves. They always seem to be decent. I can't think highly of them. Last year, I thought really high of them. I thought they were going to be a guaranteed playoff team. This year, though, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of on the bubble. Yeah, it, it's tough. It's t- I think what's tough is the division. You know, with the Giants, how well the Giants played, you're like, okay, maybe the maybe it's not a cakewalk for, for the Padres. Anyways, though. Basketball talk. Talking more about the Lakers and Bulls this week. April Fools was last Friday. LeBron put out a tweet saying that he's done for the season and he'll see everyone next year. Might not be an April Fools tweet as he's missed the past couple games and the playoff hopes for the Lakers are dying quickly. They are dwindling down. It is not looking good for the Lakers. 
I thought for sure that the Lakers were going to have this crazy story where they sneak in. Anthony Davis comes back. Anthony Davis comes back and is playing 30-plus minutes in his first game or 30-ish minutes. Russell Westbrook in the last couple of months, last month or so, his, his efficiency's up. Still bricking off the backboard for his mid-range, but that's okay. But then LeBron, as you mentioned, his April Fool's joke, he plays on, he plays on the 1st of April against the Pelicans, drops 38 points. Crazy, crazy game. They end up blowing against the Pelicans. Besides that, he sat out the previous two games. He's literally played two games in his last six. When they are struggling, not just struggling, but their, their games, every game matters at this point. They have a chance to play in the play-in. They are now, what, two games behind the Spurs for the 10th yeah. seed. Anthony Davis comes back. I remember a few weeks ago, my prediction was if they get Anthony Davis back for this final stretch, they're going to sneak into the playoffs and watch out. They're going to be an underdog with arguably a very, very one of the best cores with LeBron, who's dogging everybody. I mean, at his age, he's still playing damn good basketball. Anthony Davis, we know what you're going to get from him as long as he's healthy. And Russell, who just needs to just be Russell, just go pad, you know, triple doubles, if you will. So... But that's not the case. That's not the case of the Lakers. And as bad as I feel as being a Bulls fan, I know it's never as bad as being a Lakers fan this season. I, I don't and I don't I can't I don't know why. I don't know why he's not playing. I don't know why it looks like they're tanking when you know the draft picks, it doesn't work if they tank. So why? The Pelicans might get their pick back, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, I'm surprised LeBron like isn't. I get he's hurt, but you have to at least play some minutes. Can't just rest. Unfortunately, we're at the point of the year where if you do rest, like you aren't going to make the playoffs. So what's the point of resting for? You just if this is going to aggravate your like injury even more. I would say you still got to play through it <laughs> or at least attempt to. If you get to a point where you are 100% out for the season, okay, at least you tried, but you are putting your team in a position to just miss the playoffs entirely. The only thing I can think of is the preservation of LeBron's legs. They're probably thinking we can't compete with the top four We'll we'll make it through the play in playoffs. We'll get to this, you know, that first official round, and then we're gonna play who? Phoenix. Yeah. Get stomped on, but guaranteed four games. That's four extra games I have to play that we have to play together. Anthony Davis wrist injury, LeBron wrist injury, Russell Westbrook wrist wrist breaking backboards with his brick shots. Actually, I'm gonna stop talking bad about Russ because he's one of the greatest to ever do it. But perhaps there's that. That's the only thing I could think of is why else would they not try to compete? Why LeBron's nothing's torn. He's sore. And Anthony Davis is now going to play. And it makes you wonder if they're setting up for offseason moves with contracts. Um, Anthony Davis. What, what's Anthony Davis's contract right now? I think, if I'm not mistaken, he has one more year. I'm look at this right now. I'm looking to see if he has the player option. So he has currently, 
a contract until 24-25, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So he's with, he signed a five-year deal starting at the year 2020, you know, the start of 2020. So he's got many years left. Why are LeBron, people talking about him potentially being with a different team? He be traded? I heard, I heard rumors of a potential trade. Okay. So it's come up with Chicago because Zach Levine, we know, is an unrestricted free agent uh, who is going to be eligible for the Supermax, the five for 200 mil. Okay. So the idea is, could there be a swap, sign and trade? We, you know, Anthony Davis goes to Chicago. Of course, it's a rumor. You know, rumors spread like forest fires, but that that is something that has been out there in social media. Um, and of course, just the whole Lakers team. It just they don't win. So the whole idea of okay, they still have LeBron. They still have a window with LeBron. Maybe they need to trade Anthony Davis or maybe they need to trade Russell because it's just not working. And I, I've actually been hearing more rumors of Russ being on the move this offseason. Uh, I forgot. He's locked in for at least a couple more seasons. It's not yet just they, a one and done. Yet they, um, the Lakers, let me see. Yeah, he's getting paid until next season. He has a player option in which you're making $47 million, You are going to opt into that deal. No doubt about that, especially with the way he's playing. Uh, yeah, I would. If I was him, I would have to. Yeah, there's no way you don't. There's no way you don't. So Russ is good through 22-23 player option. LeBron, no option. His contract just ends at the end of the 22 season, so next year. Anthony Davis is good for a long while. They're still paying Luol Deng through this year. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn paying $5 million a year, who doesn't even see the court. Actually, they after this season, there are a lot of guys that are gone. Yeah, they will I, have. I feel like the, the move is going to trade Russ. Unfortunately, he's not working out there. And AD and lebron are still a good duo they just need a good roster around them they can't put they've just they've went with the 30 plus route this season you can't do that what if hear me out here now lebron mentioned oh i would consider going back to cleveland yada 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 but what if in order to get Bronny to the lakers they need to load up on draft picks and so they can offload Westbrook to a franchise that can afford him his $45, $47 million contract for the next season. And in return, getting a couple extra draft picks over the next few years. And so LeBron's like, all right, I'm going to stay with LA. They got the draft picks. We have Anthony Davis, who's going to be with the team for a few years. I'll extend another two years, hopefully play one of those with Bronny. Maybe he might need a third year, but Maybe they do offload, and the biggest thing is that contract is way too much for the production. It's way too much for the production. Trade him to a team that maybe trade him back to OKC. Maybe OKC will take him. I don't know. They're they're so close to competing, so it's going to be so tough. You can't. I don't with know all who the draft wants picks that they've loaded up on, and the, the they're starting with the young players. You can't get a thirty four year old on. 
where do you get who's who's gonna really take Russ? After looking at this, it looks like they're stuck for one more season. But like Russ can literally, it's crazy because Russ's best games this season. You're like, where is this every night? Because he still has the potential to be that explosive Russ that we know. But of course, when you, you're arguably your best player right now, considering the age difference or one of your best players, Anthony Davis is out most of the season, it puts a lot of pressure on Russ. He has to be the, I mean, the point guard that they didn't expect to have, like, trade for. Uh, They could have paid Dennis Schroeder a little bit, a lot less, a little bit more than what he wanted, probably a little bit more than he deserved. But it would have benefited them to go out and, maybe make a trade for Buddy Heald or, you know, bring in these other guys. Magic Johnson was is very critical of the Lakers. And Did you hear I what know, he said today or whatever? Yeah, he said it's LeBron's fault that they did not grab DeMar DeRozan. I think he pointed at, De- at LeBron and said DeMar DeRozan and Buddy Heald, and they would be in the playoffs competing like there's no tomorrow, basically, which I agree. DeMar DeRozan, LeBron at the four. You can run Anthony at the five or you go two, three, four. Kuzma. KCP. They would have had. Oh my gosh! That's the thing. That's what he was talking about. Instead of trading for Westbrook, they would have signed Demar Derozan. Still had Kuzma. Still had KCP on their team. They would have had all that money to play with too. You got to think Demar didn't really get a massive deal. They would have kept he Caruso. Did. They would have kept Caruso, which LeBron wanted. Apparently, apparently, all the people that that left LeBron wanted. Just, just so everybody is aware, if you didn't don't read up on social media and what that he team says, would have been way better. This Especially was a five, this is DeMar's a team that just won the season finals. that he had too. Oh my gosh, dude just like dropped fifty points last week in a game. Yeah, I was at a forty point game, but fifty is nuts. I mean, I love Demar. I love Demar. Lakers. That's all I got to say. This is just a weird season. Like you, nobody can explain it. They just had a very bad season. I just don't understand. I know for a fact if I was put in the position to handle payroll and who's on my team for success, I know me personally, I can build better than what the Lakers did. And maybe, again, this is why we're seeing them tank a little bit. Maybe they're, I don't know what they're trying to do or why they would do it. It's just very odd that all of a sudden they go from really competing I would say for being an under 500 team to now blowing 20 point leads, LeBron sitting like, what are we really getting at here? I, I just don't get it as a fan of the game. I, <laughs> they've just messed this up big time. Here's 150 million. Spend it wisely. <laughs> we only got four guys on the roster. Everybody's getting 50 million, baby. Let's go. Like they they could restructure. I just don't think the three that they have together is not with the contracts. If if I'm Westbrook, because Westbrook has to, he wants a ring. There's no way he doesn't. How do you not say, all right, shave seventeen million off my contract per year? Let's reconstruct. I want a three year extension, and I will save you fifteen million dollars a year. Uh, luxury tax salary cap is expected to go up next season, I believe, by another 15 mil, maybe. I think it's like 149 mil. So 
with that, assuming it goes up and my salary going down, I want to help the franchise. Here's how I want to ring. We know, I know you guys are capable of winning. You guys just won a couple seasons ago. Granted, it might've been a Mickey Mouse ring. That's okay. So somebody has to step up to him or LeBron needs to do it or Anthony Davis needs to do it or as a collective they need to be able to bring in better pieces than what's there. It's not going to, this isn't LeBron, Wade, and Bosch in their 20s who can play with role players, who can play with a 36 year old Ray Allen, who can play with an old Richard Lewis and whoever else. This is not it. These are guys on their way out with a, a middle aged Anthony Davis who can still ball, but it's not the answer. It, it'll never be the answer at this point. As much as I want to talk about the Lakers more, uh, or as disappointing the Lakers have been, the Bulls, they're going down that same road in disappointment. And Lonzo Ball out for the remainder of the season. Looking like it. They haven't officially announced it, but if he was to come back, the Bulls would have to make a deep playoff run. Yeah. And with how stacked the East is, it just does not look likely. And the Bulls, I don't even know if they're going to beat a top three team in each league before the season's over. I am not very confident. They just constantly lose to these very good teams, and they aren't even, like, that close, really. It's it's the DeMar show. It's the DeMar show. Levine, with his knee injuries, you know, not necessarily a serious injury, but it's lingering. He sat a few games recently. He had to go get fluid drained from his knee uh, right before All-Star break. He's a free agent after this year. I don't see, and I said this at the beginning of the season, I said the Bulls will be good. And I argue with all my friends on social media and everybody else, how are you going to say the Bulls? You're not, you're not a true Bulls fan if you're not putting them in the top four. If you're not saying they're number two or three, you're not a true Bulls fan. Are you kidding? I'm a, bad, I'm a realistic fan. I, I speak how I would gamble, like how I would bet on it. I'm not going to say the Bulls are number one just because they spent some money and got DeMar DeRozan. They have Levine and Booch, and they got Lonzo. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy they did, and they were competing. But as soon as one gets hurt, it goes to show. But we'll see what ends up happening. I still think that there is a potential that they can turn it around. This is a team that was top five in defense the first, what, two, almost three months of basketball up until December before uh, Lonzo went down, before Caruso got a, a assaulted, battery, attempted murder by Grayson Allen, broke his arm, his wrist. He came back. He's, he's okay. Derek Jones broke his finger. He came back. He's okay. Kobe White's not shooting the way he should. It's, it's, it's scary to be a Bulls fan, but like I said, it's not scary being a Bulls fan compared to being a Lakers fan, just considering the, the differences. But just knowing what's ahead for Chicago and how we've how the lack of play versus top teams. Tonight against Milwaukee, they're down at halftime by 12. Didn't even score 50 points in the half. It's 58 to 46. Giannis has five points on three field goal attempts. 
That's how bad the Bulls are. That's how bad the Bulls are. I have two questions for you. First one is about this season. It's looking like they're going to be a five or six seed. What team would you want the Bulls to face in the first round in order to get out uh, or to make it to the second? The only team that makes sense right now, and I know they are the hottest team in the NBA, let alone in the East, for the last two months of basketball, has got to be Boston. The only reason why I say that, and even then, Boston, I still couldn't put my money on the Bulls. The reason why we can't score against Miami, and Miami is very efficient shooting perimeter. Milwaukee, when Giannis, when it comes down to big guys dominating, the Bulls can't stop the big guys. and They can't stop paint scoring at all. We see it with Embiid. We see it with Giannis. So the only realistic one in my opinion, is Boston. Yes, are they good? Or are they good? Yes. But with uh, Robert Williams getting hurt, some of the other guys have to step up, and I know he's not the biggest asset to them. But I just feel like when it comes down to Jason Tatum could score 30, 40. Jalen Brown can score 20. Some games he doesn't shoot well. Then you're forcing Marcus Smart to score. You're forcing uh, Al Horford to put up points. Uh, Derek White. I guess you can say Gerald Williams. I guess you can throw him in the mix. Or I'm sorry, Grant Williams, because he plays a lot of minutes. I just feel like besides Tatum and Brown, and I know this has been our our argument since even before the season started i think we said boston's a fifth or a sixth seed i I don't remember exactly what we predicted simply because jason tatum jalen brown and you're like "Ah, marcus smart he's good defensively he's really good but offensively you don't know what kind of offensive game you're going to get from him and i would rather gamble with that versus all right how do we stop Giannis in the paint how do we stop chris middleton how do we stop bobby portis how do we who actually is Probably not going to play as much now that Brooke Lopez is back. Drew Holiday, who's offensively been cranking it up the last couple of months. I don't want James Harden. I don't want Joel Embiid. I don't want Joel Embiid. I'll take James Harden. I don't want Joel Embiid. I was really hoping somehow that the Bulls in Toronto would move up to the fourth, fifth seed, but it's not likely to happen. Because then I would say, let's go Toronto. Even then, Toronto is a very scary team. This second half of basketball has been showing us a lot of who's who's who and who's here to stay. Yeah. The so, Bulls aren't going to be yeah. a top four team at all. I'd agree with Boston. I'd go Philadelphia next, the Heat third, and a team I just would not want to face in the playoffs is the Bucks. That's literally the same list I would have. Like and the, my, and the 76ers are good, but they could, they have the best chance out of the remaining three of the top four of just choking in a sense. And the Bulls competed with them in the regular season. The only teams that really they haven't competed with are Miami and Milwaukee. And honestly, for me, flip a coin. As soon as the defense, we, we saw many games where DeMar's getting double teamed and the Bulls the team around him is like doesn't look like they're prepared for it. 
when you have a good defense such as Miami and Milwaukee, I just don't want any part of that because now we're going to get limited on the offensive side. We're not going to be as efficient as we once were. On top of these guys that can score, Giannis can literally score 40 points on 65% shooting on any given night. Their defense is just so good. Their height of their team is good. It's a tough it's a tough matchup for anyone in the playoffs and it's I, kind of tough to pick against them pulling out of the East next week. But we'll we'll have a few more games under our belt and probably the final standings. Yes. The second question I have is for the upcoming season or the following season. Do you think the Bulls re-signed Zach Levine? There's been, like, no talks. They didn't have, like, any talks about contract extension. This Bulls team would be tight on money, I guess, if they do sign him. So I don't know how many more moves they would make. And he's kind of, as he's been an all-star this season, but with DeMar DeRozan coming in, he's kind of lost his killer mentality late in games. And he hasn't been the fourth quarter demon. Do you yeah. think it's worth it re-signing him for who he is? Or do you think they're just going to go a different avenue with how this team's constructed and spend that money on other players for more depth? So this is a very good question. This is a topic that, that has been coming up a lot. You know, we saw him get a shoe deal just recently so he's making the money there and as a fan just not even as a fan just as someone who analyzes it you want him to you want to hope that he wants to stay with Chicago and win with Chicago do I think the Bulls are going to sign him yes do I think he's going to get probably the super max the 200 mil over five years versus him leaving and only getting four for 160 elsewhere yes but is there a good chance that it's a sign and trade yes simply because as you mentioned salary cap they aren't going to have much money i know a lot of guys are gone they're off the books after this season but you'd still have him vooch caruso ball and derozan which they played good they played damn good in the first few months so it's really hard but then you're like, well, how is that knee? How is that knee? I, th- I think the route they need to go is to try and dump Vooch if possible. If they can dump Vooch, again, this all comes down to what other team is looking to make a spot. Because for Levine, the Bulls can, it's the ball's in Levine's court, but the Bulls can work with Levine and say, listen. If you want the max deal, and that's the only way you're staying, help us out. We're going to get you a five-year deal. It'll be a sign and trade. Now, if you don't want to stay with us at all, you don't want to sign with us, that's fine. But you're going to go get four years, just so you know. Your fifth year, good luck. You have to do this all over again. So if I'm Zach Levine, and I know for a fact that I mean, I'm sure he wants to stay with Chicago. They took the big risk on him with the Jimmy Butler trade. And he loves DeMar, loves the team, loves the city. 
but I would be okay signing a – if I'm going to get traded anyways, if they want to get rid of me, I'll sign the five-year deal and send me to the Lakers or send me wherever. Just don't bring Russell to Chicago. But I do believe he is going to get a max deal with the Bulls. I just can't guarantee that he's going to be in a Bulls uniform next year. As much as I would hate to see it happen, I try to think more of what's best for the franchise in the next upcoming two, two, three seasons while the window's still there. Um, I just know for a fact with the current roster, it's going to be hard to compete with the best in the West and the best in the East. And let me tell you, the best in the East, one of the best in the East, you don't even look at in the top six. They're in the play-in this year, just so you everybody's aware. We got to remember that we got to add them to that list as well for the next two seasons at least. So it's tough. I don't know, Healy. What do you think? I, I'm curious to know your thoughts on it because it's a lot of money with, again, with luxury cap going up to 149, whatever it is. The Bulls, I, th- I think I was calculating it earlier today, might have about 10 million to spend. So, but they're going to have to fill like three, four extra spots. And I just don't know if. I just don't see, unfortunately, I just don't see Levine returning with the money and whatnot. Vooch does only have one year left on his deal after this season. So they may be able to dump him off to a team. Vooch is more realistic. The only way he stays is if they dump Vooch. If they can somehow dump Vooch, but they need something in return, there's got to be a return. There's got to be another big man. Give me a Steven Adams-type center, one who's physical, got a little speed, a little spunky, someone that's not scared of nothing. Give me a, a real gritty center, Tristan Thompson, but with skill, if you will. <laughs> Give me a Tristan Thompson, a couple inches taller with skill. And I don't know who that would be. I really don't know who's going to be shopping who this year. If the Bulls can somehow pull off an Anthony Davis trade like the rumors are saying, and obviously that's not likely, if that does happen, the money would be right. He's making almost as much, a little bit more than Vooch. Players can reconstruct. I would reconstruct to bring in Anthony Davis. You still have Lonzo Ball. You still got Caruso. You still got Troy Brown coming off the bench, who I like for situational shooting. Um, I, I don't know. All I know is Derek Jones is gone. Let him be gone. Um, a lot of the other guys. I mean, we still got Io DeSumo, who's can get better. Marco Seminovic might end up playing with our uh, with our pro league with the Chicago Bulls instead of the Windy City Bulls next year. Who knows? We'll see. He's still on a contract, so I didn't realize. I guess it's he's a second round draft pick. I didn't realize Io was only two years. Before he's a restricted free. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's tough but. because Kobe White also restricted free agent after next season. We talked earlier in the season. I was like, take Io. Io's gonna have a couple more years on his deal. But no, second round draft pick, he doesn't have the four years, he only has the two. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, Kobe, I Kobe might be an asset to trade as well. And I love Kobe. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't you know if they should. Might include him in Vooch's deal. Right. You're right. Exactly. Like, uh, you're gonna give us Vooch. Give us a guard. We'll offload this one player or four players or one okay player with a bunch of picks. I don't know what they're gonna want to do. 
But I do, I have faith in our front office, and I know that we are right there. We've competed this season. Like I said, if the Bulls, I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the Bulls. I'm not saying I'm not. I, I still hope that they end up winning the finals somehow, pull some shit out of their ass. But I am okay understanding that we have progressed as a team, as a franchise. And I am looking forward already to the offseason and see what, what else they can do. We've seen what they did last offseason. They made a splash. Now that there's assets and there's expiring contracts, that's when it gets juicy. That's where we like to tune in, get the popcorn ready. <laughs> oh, boy. The next couple of weeks are going to be awesome and suck at the same time. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm telling you, the Bulls somehow pull off this first round because we know it's going to be against, even if, it, even if it's against Boston, that momentum shift and NBA playoffs is a whole season of its own. Delonzo could very well come back after the first round. I mean, we're talking like another three weeks before second round. So yeah. who knows? Who Especially knows? with how many breaks they take in between games, a, a seven-game series could last almost three weeks. I'll take another Boston-Chicago Classic. Yeah, I would too. Next week, we'll have more info on basketball as well. Going to finish off the episode with a little football talk. Bobby Wagner signs a massive deal to the Los Angeles Rams. They just keep getting great players. <laughs> Year after year, Von Miller, Von Miller leaves. They get an all-pro middle linebacker who's on the wrong side of time, but he's still pretty decent. Yeah, he got Maybe a good deal. Signs. That was a was it four no years, reason. like sixty-four million. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Four or like, five with like fifty-four years. I believe he gets fifty million guaranteed. So yes, could oh, be up a to five year. Yeah, five year could be up to sixty five with incentives. Okay, so with achievable goals, of course, I'm not sure what the exact goals would be, but that's always a part of a contract. Only Fifty million, five million the first year. See, that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And this way, it allows them to. Keep some uh, a good uh, players on the payroll there. So he gets sixty-five million if he achieves ninety percent of defensive snaps in the season. If the Rams make the playoffs and finish a top-five defense, other extras include a ten million in roster bonuses and other uh, and another Pro Bowl selection. So, which are all at, I mean, even at his age, what is he thirty-two? He very well could do that. He is on the right team to do that. Where they are going to be competing. Day in, day out, just like they've been doing in the past. I don't know how many couple of seasons under uh, Coach McVay. So that that's an awesome signing for them. I was I wasn't sure where he would go, but that's happy for him. I like this bottom one, Pro Bowl in parentheses, original ballot because of how many people replace guys in the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. But it's Pro Bowl plus the team has to improve its defensive ranking and total net yards allowed. Ooh. Or net yards allowed per passing point. 
That's an interesting one. That one's going to be real, tough. What if they're super good and he doesn't make the Pro Bowl and then the next season he's like lights out and they're, instead of being the number, number one defense, they're like the number two. He loses out on 500,000. Yeah, that one's going to be tough. I think I he'll like be his, okay. I assume he's going to get most of his incentives. I like his opt out too. He can opt out in 2024 through 2026 with 90% of snaps played. Or an original Pro Bowl selection in each of 2022 and 2023. He negotiated this himself. Yeah. Which is awesome. No agent negotiated that. This is Bobby Wagner, the agent himself, who's looking to be a part of the NFL Players Association, uh, Players Association team president. From what I was reading, shout out to Bobby Wagner. Yeah, definitely a good signing for him. And then Big the last, what? Said, yeah, and, and besides that, there's the, the, the trade that you were about to bring yeah. up. The last bit of news we're talking about is the Eagles and Saints making a trade. Eagles had two mid-first-round mid round picks this year at 16 and 18. Uh, they are trading that to the Saints. The Saints are now getting both of those picks. The Eagles will now get... 19 oh they get 18 i'm trying to get this full so they trade 16 and 19 and a sixth round pick they're, this year they're only going to have one pick it's going to be in the 18th spot they aren't really moving anywhere they must not have liked the guys in this draft for what they're drafting for and said okay we'll still take the same spot we'll give you one of our mid-round picks this year and then they're also getting a third and a seventh round pick. So the sixth round gets them this third and seventh. The kicker is the Eagles are giving them a first round for next year. And then the following year, they get a second round pick. Just to allow the Eagles to move up or to get that extra pick in this year's draft. Which I think is going to be pay off i mean the eagles having two first round picks now the saints already got two first round the picks saints have two first round picks i thought the eagles have the eagles sent the two the eagles sent 16 and 19 yeah but they still have the 15th pick as well oh oh yeah the saints yeah the saints are at 16 and 19 the eagles are at 15 and 18 i could be wrong but i'm pretty no, sure no, that's... I, I didn't i didn't realize that i didn't realize that. i yeah you wouldn't think a team would have three first round picks. That's I know that's that that was that was what was crazy about it. But now they just again we talked about it before. You future proofed your your picks, your draft, which is key, which is key that we saw it with the Chiefs. You know, I mean, they did it just by trading away Tyreek Hill, and I don't want to say that by just by trading away uh, Tyreek Hill, but you get five draft picks, you're future proofed. This is another one. This is a key one. So they still have two first round picks. I don't think the draft is that heavy. I think they're still sold on what they have currently. So, and both teams are going to, both teams should be able to compete this year. Obviously we don't know what's going to happen with the saints. They didn't land Deshaun Watson, uh, who probably won't start the season. We'll see. And then the Eagles as well, Jalen hurts and Devante uh, Smith. I think tomorrow or next year is a way better quarterback class. 
That might be why Scott that extra draft pick for next year. Just in case. This is there's one more trial run for Jalen Hurts. I know he's only one year deep, but we'll see. At least officially starting. Yeah. Next year would probably be the decision year on if he's the move moving forward. Yep. Drafts end of April. We'll be in the middle of playoff time for the NBA. I'm excited that all three sports are going to be back. And this is like the busiest time of the year for us. Gives me something to look forward to. Gives me something to look forward to. Baseball, I'm excited. I know that uh, I got to find some games to go to. Football, the draft's at the end of this month. At that point, you got fantasy football. You got to look forward to And I mean, I know you don't play. Maybe I can get you in a league this year. And then obviously the basketball playoffs last what for what seems like forever, for like two months. So I'm looking forward to it. But I think Anyways, that's going to wrap up yeah. the episode. Thank yeah, you guys for tuning in. pretty lengthy one, almost an hour long. We thought this one was going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. Okay. It wasn't. <laughs> like to surprise everybody. Surprise ourselves sometimes. <laughs> so make sure you guys uh, are following us on social media. We're SR Only Pod. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok as well. Uh, I'm iGoose with four O's. We have Healy. Follow me at the Healy6. We'll see you guys next week.